Turn with me this evening, please, to Psalm 115. Let's look at our text again. Thank you, Lord. I've just been saying thank you, Lord, all day long. (laughs) He is so good to us. Glory to God. Said out loud, the money is coming in. It's just flowing in. Amen. Pray. We don't care who the Lord uses. We don't care where it comes from. Amen. He'll come by it honest. Won't he? We've been talking about increase. And I enjoy talking about this. Uh, I know it works. The Lord's done things for us. Brought us out from being broke and behind. And I know he's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. If you'll believe it. If you'll receive it. You know, I've had people want to argue about this and say, well, now, Brother Keith, now it's just not necessarily God's will for everybody to, to be have plenty and have plenty of money. I don't believe that. Well, then you won't have it. <laughs> you won't be bothered by it. If you don't, you know, I had somebody come to healing school one day wanting to fuss about it. Well, now, Brother Keith, we don't believe in all that healing stuff like y'all do. said, uh, you know, uh, we don't preach all that stuff like y'all do. And we, you know, I hadn't seen any of these healings like that. I said, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I said, we preach it. We believe in it. And we have it. Y'all don't preach it. You don't believe in it. And you don't have it. Wonder if there's any connection here. Jesus said, these signs... Will follow folk that what? Believe. Them that believe. Amen. Not not the, the doubters, not the scoffers, not the well, well I'll just stop right there. <laughs> Psalm one fifteen, verse twelve. Do you believe? Yes. You believe in healing? Yes. You believe in prosperity? Yes. Yeah. Then you're a candidate to enjoy it. Psalm 115.12 says, The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. That's God's covenant people, which we are today. In the New Testament, we're called the Israel of God. He will bless the house of Aaron. That's the preachers. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. That's everybody else. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. How many believe that's just like the Lord standing and looking at you tonight and telling you that? Said out loud, the Bible is God speaking to me. It wouldn't be any more true if you saw the master come through the ceiling and appear before you and look at you and say, I'm going to increase you more and more, you and your children. It wouldn't be any more true than than this right here. In fact, the scripture calls this a more sure word, right? Anything, any vision that you have, any dream that you have, any prophecy that you might hear, you examine it by this. You check it by this is the more sure word. If the vision, the dream doesn't agree with this, then you don't accept the vision. 
If the prophecy doesn't agree with this, then you don't accept the prophecy. I don't care who, who prophesied to you. Makes no difference. Everything is judged by the standard of this book. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. What a nice present. All the nice things in the earth and all the wisdom that God has given men to develop things. All the, uh, the nice houses, all the nice cars, all the, the, the beautiful clothes, all the nice things. Is that for the devil no. and his crowd? No. Some folk think it is. No. Hmm? Or did the Lord say, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the what? The good of the land. That means the best. Best. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. We shared a little bit the other night about how that Phyllis and I, even after some years in the ministry, were just so broke, you know, and then get behind, struggling, felt like you're half a nostril above water, just a little bit more, and you're going under where you can't come out. And uh, I got to the place where I just was fed up with it. I said, I kept seeing in the scriptures that the Lord wanted me to be blessed, and I'm not experiencing it. And finally, I, in, in almost desperation, one day I went in by myself and just closed the door behind me and just laid on the bed and wept before the Lord and said, Lord, this is not right. I know this is not right. I know this not your will. You haven't just decreed and ordained that I be broke all my life. I don't believe that. I see it in the word that you want me blessed, that it's, it's been provided for me. But some way or another, I'm not experiencing it. I'm not enjoying it. So have mercy on me. Help me. What I don't see, teach me. What I don't understand, reveal to me. What I hadn't been doing right, show me and I'll change it. What I need to stop doing, I'll stop. I need to start doing something, I'll start it. How many know when you're sincere and you cry out to the Lord with all your heart, He said He'll hear you. Amen. Amen. And He'll answer you. He said, call unto me. What did He say He'd do? I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things. That you know not. That you didn't know. Well, he did. He's so faithful. He began to teach me. It seemed like for the next five years, virtually every day, he was dealing with me about things, about prosperity, showing me where I was missing it, showing me what I was doing wrong and what I was doing right that I needed to do more of. And so that we're beginning to share some of those things in these sessions. Because what worked for me will work for you. Amen. What worked for Abraham works for us. What worked for David, what worked for Solomon, will work for us. So the first thing that the Lord dealt with me about, he said, Keith, you've got, I don't mean to heard an audible voice now, but distinctly inside me, you must overcome selfishness. You can't put yourself first. You can't put your things first. You must put me first. You must put my things first ahead of yours. Seek ye first, Matthew 6.33 said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen. Proverbs 3.9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your presses will burst out with new wine. Amen. 
if you put God first. I said, if you put God first. And we said so many folk, even that, that do give, it's not first with them. When they get paid, they look to see, what have I got to pay? What kind of bills have I got? What do the kids need? Uh, we need something for the house. And then, after some of their major things, they also think, well, we need to give something to the church. Well, you've already violated the first principle of prosperity. And it's a sad thing, but most Christians do not tithe and do not put God first. And we talked about last night about tithing and that the tithe is the Lord's. And where tithing is concerned, this is the question that you must answer. And I'm not going to go over all of it tonight. Tapes are available if you want to go over it. And some of these things you need to go over more than once to think about it, meditate. See if I just made it up or if it's in the Bible. The tithe, the tenth of all the increase, is it the Lord's? Does it belong to Him? Or is it yours to decide what you want to do? If you want to give it or if you don't. That's the question you must settle once and for all. Don't take my word for it. Anybody's word for it. Get in the Bible. Search it out. Does the tenth part of all the increase belong to the Lord? I believe it does. That's what we've practiced for years. Our ministry practices that. Our This church practices that. The first tenth plus of all the increase comes off the top, goes into the separate account, and is used to minister to ministers and to churches and to ministries and mission outreaches. God's business. God's work. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, the reason I went over that again is because I want to touch on just a few things before we, uh, before we go to the next, next step here. Honoring God is the first step here we're talking about. Putting Him first. How do you honor God? See, I spent the rest of last night talking about one major way that you honor God. You honor God through tithing. That's not the only way. Without, I mean, this is a whole seminar here, but I'm just going to touch on the high points. You honor God by honoring His works. He said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, that there may be provision. And we said, if you'll take care of God's things, He'll take care of yours. Also, the Bible talks about honoring your elders. Honoring your spiritual elders as well as your natural elders. I won't take the time to go into it, but did you know that Jesus interpreted honoring father and mother as doing something for them financially? Did you know that? If you don't know that, go and study it. Look at it. Jesus, sometimes people say, honor your mother and father. Say nice things about them. No, it means get in your pocket. Yes, say nice things about them, but it means get in your pocket. That's another reason why you should be believing to prosper powerfully. Amen. 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 So you can bless mom and dad. That's mighty weak. All the moms and dads should have said, Amen. (laughs) Put mama in a better car. Put mom and dad in a better house. Amen. It's godly. I said it's godly. Jesus said. He interpreted honor father and mother as doing things for them financially and material. Don't take my word for it. Study it. Find it out. It's in the Gospels. Also, the Bible tells you to honor your spiritual elders. People who are your fathers and mothers in the faith. 
People who helped you get started, helped you get saved, helped you grow up in the things of God. The Bible says them that labor in the word and doctrine are worthy of double honor. Amen. He's talking about double pay. Thank you, Jesus. Did you hear me? He said, know them that labor among you and are over you in the Lord and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. This involves doing things for them financially. He said, you shall not muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. Right? When you're prospering good, your preachers ought to be prospering good. Amen? You're making money, they ought to be making money. And your missionaries, you understand what I'm talking about? Your older ministers that are retiring, it ought not be so that a minister give their whole life to the gospel and just have nothing at the end of their life. All the people that were fed and blessed under their ministry ought to see to it that they're in good shape. That they're blessed. And I'm telling you, you get in on that, God will bless you. It'll come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now also, honoring God involves giving to the poor. Like I said, you could spend a lot of time on each one of these points. But didn't the Lord say, you know, if you give to the poor, you honor Him? In fact, He treats it as a personal loan. You remember that? If you give to the Lord, whoever gives to the poor, rather, they, they're uh, loaning it to the Lord. And he said, I will repay. Yeah. And the proverb said, if you give to the poor, you will not lack. Amen. Spiritual law. Spiritual principle. Just touching on some things. Phyllis, grab a mic. Come here just a minute. Something came up, and, and she and I talked about this a little bit today. And I think it might help and answer a question. I know people are, are stirred up about this and wanting to tithe and wanting to give. Uh, but here's one area that, that you need to, to think about. T- tell the story about that lady, one of our partners from years ago. Just take just a minute and tell that. Well, when we first started in the ministry, we had we were believing for like 25 partners. And we were believing with every fiber of our being. And it was like when you first start out with anything, that money and that stuff is so precious to you. You mm-hmm. know, because the money's so tight. You know, your seed's so tight. But anyway, this, this lady called our office. And she had been given to us on a continuous basis. And she'd given to us every month one of our most faithful of the 25 that we had at the yeah, time. One of our best partners. One of our best partners. And uh, she called one day and she was upset. And she said that her husband told her that she could no longer give her money to the church or tithe off of that money or give any of his money to the church. And she said, what should I do? Well, of course, the first thing you do, you don't have all the answers, so you check your heart, you know, because every situation could be different, you know. But this particular lady, I began to ask her, and I said, now, this is his money that he's giving you, and you're taking his money and, and underhandedly kind of giving it to us in the ministry. And she said, well, yeah, kind of, because every time he finds out about it, we have a big fight about it. So I said, well, you've got to stop giving to us. Immediately. Did you hear that? You've got to stop giving to stop. us. stop. Immediately. Now, we needed that money. But I told her at that particular moment, her faith would not work for her seed to be of any use to her. Because the condemnation that she was feeling for, for not being in oneness with her husband would rob her from any faith that she would have for her finances or giving or sowing. So pretty much she did that. And she quit. And she'd write us a letter every once in a while, what, once every couple of years or something like that. She'd send us an offering that she got, and it was her money. And I said, now, if it's your money, it's a different story. 
Somebody gives you some money, you can believe God for money, you can believe God for seed to sow, but do not send us his money. And so Now just think about this just a minute. Can you tithe for somebody against their will? Tithing is more than writing a check. We just we talked about that, right? If they're they're not wanting to honor God, they're not wanting to do this. And think about this, it, the deception, the dishonesty. And you're doing something behind their back. Is that going to win them? Is that going to make them want Jesus? Are you with me? Finish up. So anyway, she did what we asked her to do. And she loved us. She'd write us letters telling us how much she loved us on a regular basis. She prayed for us. She did everything that she could do. And um, a few years later, she wrote me a letter and uh, asked me to call her. And so I called her. And she said, I want you to know that because I stopped giving and I didn't deceive him and I did the things that you asked me to do, he's begun to give me money to sow. He's gotten saved and he's going to church and he's serving the Lord. Where her testimony of doing that got him turned on to the Lord instead of taking his money and giving it behind his back. Well, now he found out what you told her. Yes, she went back and told him. He found out she wasn't doing this anymore, and he wanted to know how come she decided to do what he told her to do. And she said, well, she called us, and we told her that to do that. To stop giving. And that, that made an impression on him. Next thing we know, he's saved. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Phyllis. I, I thought you needed to hear that because people get in a dilemma sometimes and they think, well, man, the tithe is God's. I, I've got to, to do it. No, no. If, you know, if somebody else has the say-so over it, and I mean, it, in that case, it was her husband. He's supposed to be the head of the house. And he said, no, you can't. And uh, how many know you don't lie? There's no excuse for lying. And being dis- I don't, I said there's no excuse. There is no legitimate situation where it's okay to be dishonest with somebody in the guise of doing something holy. Cannot be. Got too quiet, guys, when I said that. Huh? <laughs> said out loud, I hate lies. I, hate lies. I, despise, lying. I despise lying. I will not lie, will not lie. for anybody. For any reason. You understand? I've had people, I've had people, wives sometimes look at me crying saying, well, I, I, I couldn't tell him that. He can't handle the truth. You telling me the Lord told you it's okay for you to not tell the truth because they couldn't handle No, no. Tell the truth if it costs you. I said, tell the truth. The psalmist said that's one of the characteristics of a godly individual, somebody that even swears to their own hurt and changes not. Amen. Well, that's another message for another time. Praise the Lord. Go with me, please, this evening to uh, Proverbs 11. Anybody believing with me this evening? I want to... uh, Let's pray a prayer before we read this. And we're going to get into the second thing. Are you going to Proverbs? Okay. 11. Let's pray. You look too comfortable sitting there like that. Why don't you stand up? Stand up and let me lead you in a prayer. I'm going to believe the Lord could speak to you tonight about some things that really help you. 
You're not limited to what I know. Let's, let's pray this prayer and agree together. I'm just going to pray it over. You agree. Say amen if you believe it at the end. Father God, I thank you so much for the privilege of your word and your Holy Spirit to teach us. And we're here and our eyes are on you and our ears are here to hear what you would say and to do what you show. Lord, give us revelation. Give us utterance. Thank you for the anointing. Grant us eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that receives. And Lord, show us anything we need to change, anything we need to stop, anything we need to start so that you'd not be hindered or limited in bestowing on us your full blessing and full prosperity so we could be the blessing to others that you intend that we should be. And we believe we receive and we purpose we'll not be hearers only, but we will be doers doers and we know as we do you're faithful you watch over your word to perform it in our lives and we give you the glory in jesus name amen Amen. said out loud i'm a doer i'm a doer i'm a doer doer of the word of god God. just real for my my curiosity how many tithers do i have in here now let me say hey i like whoo glory to god it's wonderful it's wonderful you can be seated Well, here's something else to do tonight. The second thing the Lord dealt with me about, the first thing was selfishness. He said, you've got to overcome selfishness. You've got to honor me and put me first in your finances. We talked about some ways to do that. Tithing, honoring God through providing for His ministries, ministers, your elders, spiritually and naturally, the poor, some of the main ways. Secondly, the Lord began to deal with me, you have to overcome stinginess. You have to overcome stinginess. Anybody know anything about stinginess? (laughs) Stinginess is a bad thing. In Proverbs 11, look at it please. Proverbs 11 and verse 24 says, there is that scatters and yet increases. And there is that withholds more than is meat, more than it should, more than is right. But it tends to what? You know what that is? Stinginess. Withholding. Holding back. He went on to say, verse 25, what? The liberal Soul, that word means generous. The generous, liberal soul shall be made fat. He's not talking about overweight. He's talking about fat pocketbook. Fat purse. Fat checking account. (laughs) Big fat money roll. Amen. (laughs) Do you believe this is Bible? You just read it. Huh? Huh? Why would the Lord tell you this if he didn't want you to have a big fat money roll? What's the qualification? The what? The generous, the liberal soul. So here's a qualification now. If, if you're a stingy soul, narrow, tight soul, this don't belong to you. This only belongs to the generous, liberal Soul. Now I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit already, but here one of the biggest problems that people get into is they think, well, well, Brother Keith, I don't have enough to be generous. 
then you never would have enough to be generous. Because the Lord says if you're faithful in the least, you'd be faithful in much. If you're not faithful in the least, you're not faithful in much. Got nothing to do with how much you've got. You can be generous with three dollars. Can't you? You can be generous with one can of pork and beans and one tomato sandwich. Can't you? It's got nothing to do with how much you got. It's how willing you are to share. Amen? Amen. And yet people say, well, you know, oh, I, you know, I want to give, but, uh, but I just don't have, I don't believe that. Mm-mm. I don't believe you want to give. People say, well, I do, I'd, I'd love to give, but I'm just not where I can. I just don't have enough. I'm just, you know, and, and one of these days, as soon as I get my stuff paid up and I get in better shape, then I, I'm going to start doing something for the Lord. I don't believe it. No. I said, I don't believe it because no. Jesus said different. Right. He said, whatever you do with the little yeah. is exactly what you do with much. Right. Whatever you're doing with your $5, you would do with 5000 Don't tell me no, because Jesus said it. Amen. No, no, if I had a lot of money, you'd do exactly what you're doing with what you got right now. So the thing is, the key to us getting to the, 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 the bigger stuff is what we do right now with what we have right now where we are right now. God looks at the heart. You don't have to write a great big check to impress him. You just have to be willing and glad and generous. Amen. 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 You can be generous right now, today. And I'm not talking about come offering time. I'm talking about every day. I'm talking about in the morning at the breakfast table when there's four pieces of bacon and five people. Huh? I'm talking about what you are on the inside. I'm talking about when you eat at the restaurant and you leave a tip. Amen. 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 Stingy soul begrudges 10%. Stingy soul gets out the calculator, figures it to the narrowest penny. That's the stingy soul. What does the liberal soul do? The liberal soul, the generous soul, the tip is $2, so they leave a 5 uh-huh. or a 10 right. yeah. I guarantee you they'll figure out something to do with those extra 3 or $4. Right. And I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about a way of life, being free, amen, being generous, giving when other people don't think about giving, Amen. Handing people money when other folks, they don't expect it and don't think they deserve it. Well, uh, nothing we have in God do we deserve. It's all by His goodness and grace. And freely you have received. So freely, freely give. Now y'all help me out tonight. We've got to have fun with this. We've got to enjoy ourselves. Or elsewise that means we're not believing. Right? This is not a bad thing. I'm not asking you for money. We've already received the offering too. Right? Be happy. 
I'm going to read scriptures to you though. You can do what you want to with them. They apply to me just like they apply to you. Right? And I'm telling you things we've begun to incorporate and put into practice from years back and how it has changed our life. You got to change the way you think. You got to change the way you talk. Did you hear me? Every day, not just at church. Every day, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you live, the way you act, the way you respond. Let me give you some really good advice right now. Are you ready? Really, this will change your life if you'll do it. No more poor jokes. No more broke jokes. Joking about how poor you are, joking about how broke you are, is a good way to stay that way forever. Well, you know, I'm just so broke, I can't pay attention. Ha ha ha. You just got through telling me, you believe that in your heart, you said that with your mouth, you expect it to be that way. You identified with poverty. You say, that's me. And it's okay, it's funny, let's laugh. Let me give you another example. No more fat jokes. I'm serious. Making jokes about yourself, about being overweight. Unless you want to stay that way forever. (laughs) Did you hear me? Huh? I didn't tell you what size you are to be. That's your business. But I am telling you, if you want to lose a few pounds or a lot of pounds, you better not let another fat joke come out of your mouth. Did you hear me? Use your faith, use your words for yourself, not against yourself. Amen. Amen. Don't go around saying, well, you know, like a friend of mine, bless his heart, good, good brother, good man of God, but just, you know, way overweight and just always had a problem with that. And he's always saying stuff like this. He said, you know, I can just look at that and gain 20 pounds. <laughs> Then his wife would say, honey, I got news for you. You don't just look. (laughs) So we say, well, no, I don't believe all that. You're just making too big of a deal. Well, just go on then and say what you want to say and see how it works. But did the scripture say that death and life is in the power of the tongue? Didn't he say that? Didn't Jesus say, if you will say a thing? And not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say comes to pass, you will have what you say. Did he say it? Yes. Amen. Well, what if you said, my metabolism works wonderful? Amen. Hmm? So they're going around, my metabolism's so slow. I just, everything I eat just goes right to my hips. And I just know everything. I've tried everything. And I, nothing I do helps. You believe it. You say it. And you're stuck with it. No more broke jokes. Are you with me now? Anybody wants to laugh about being broke and poor? Being poor ain't funny. I've been poor. I was poor too long. Somebody said, well, you know, it's a, it's a blessing in some ways. No, it is not. No, I, I'm sorry. I do not agree with that. 
Anything I learned being broke, I could learn being rich. It's not a sin to be poor, but it's mighty inconvenient. (laughs) No. Poverty is not of God. Poverty in its extreme is what's happening in some parts of the world tonight. There are people who died today because they didn't have enough food to keep them alive. That's poverty. Now, you not having enough money to pay a certain bill is some of the same junk. It's not as far of degree of it, but it's some of the same stuff. And it's all the devil's work. God is a God of abundance. He's a God of plenty. In fact, a God of too much. He's the God of increase. Amen? Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Does that sound like being poor to you? No. But if you believe in being poor, then you'll stay poor. And if you want to laugh and make jokes about being poor and try to say that it's better than being rich, well, then you'll just have it. And you'll stay with it. But if you get like me one day and you get fed up with it, amen, amen, and you say, I ain't having it no more. It's not your will, Lord. I don't care how broke you are. I don't care how uneducated you are. I don't care how many strikes are against you. The Bible said he takes people from the garbage heap, the dung hill, and he sets them with princes. Oh, glory to God. And I've already done things. Just in my few years of walking with God, that growing up, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I would have never dreamed that me. Huh? Huh? An old boy, you know, from Mississippi could do some things that we've done. I remember, you know, sitting up at at 41,000 feet, going 500 miles an hour in my jet airplane that's paid for. And me driving. That's as big a miracle as having I'd just sit up there and tears roll down my cheeks. And I said, God, you can do anything. You can do. But I had to get to the place where I kept thinking that all this is for somebody else. And that God has just ordained that I stay here. I had to begin to believe it's God's will for me, Keith and Phyllis, to have. And the good stuff is not for drug dealers. And pimps and liars and thieves and Satan worshipers. The earth has He given to us. Hallelujah. Sit out loud. The liberal soul, the generous soul will be made fat. Listen to this in the living. It says, it's possible to give away and become richer. It's possible to hold on too tight and lose everything. And the liberal man shall be rich. By watering others, he waters himself. Amen. Generous. Go to Ecclesiastes, please. Ecclesiastes, I believe it's 11, 11th chapter. Y'all okay with this tonight? You in a big hurry? 
good. Said out loud while you turn in there, all things, all things are possible to him that believes. Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 1 says, cast your bread upon the waters and you'll always find it the next day. No, after many days, sowing and reaping in the spirit is like sowing and reaping in the natural. When you plant, you don't expect you're going to reap always by tomorrow or even by the end of the week, right? But you know you got seed in the ground and you know you got a harvest coming, right? And a lot of these things after many days, everybody say after many days. I know your flesh don't want to hear many days. Your flesh wants it right now. But you got to not get weary in well-doing, right? Stay with it. After many days, you'll find it. Verse 2, look at it. Verse 2, give a portion to seven. And then go ahead and do what? Throw in some more. Go ahead and take, do it for eight. For you know not what evil shall be upon the earth. He said, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. If the tree fall toward the south or toward the north in the place where the tree falls, that's where it'll be. He that observes the wind shall not what? Sow. And he that regards the clouds shall not reap. One commentator said, he that waits for perfect conditions will never do anything. How many know there will always be some reason why it's not a good time to sow? Well, we're just not where we can right now. Uh, You know, has the Lord ever asked you when he dealt with you to give, uh, is this a good time? (laughs) He never has me. In fact, there's been time after time when he dealt with me to give and it wasn't a good time. Had a lot of stuff going on. I never forget... Uh, Phyllis and I actually were on vacation for a couple of days. We're trying to play some at the lake. And uh, a, a minister friend of mine called. And he he said, uh, would you believe with me on this certain thing concerning some finances? He, and I, he wasn't asking me for any money. And I knew he wasn't. But he wanted somebody that he knew would believe with him. He said, man, I'm, I'm up against the wall on this thing. I should have had this, you know, yesterday. And, and I need this. It was a substantial sum of money. And I said, yeah. So we prayed. And uh, after I hung up the phone, I just checked my heart. I said, Lord, you know, do you want me to do something with this and, and give him some of this? Or, and, and I'm distinctly, I don't mean to hurt an audible voice, but distinctly inside me, the Lord dealt with me, no, I'm dealing with somebody else. And so I said, well, okay, well, Lord, deal with him. <laughs> Get it to him. I know you know how. I'm expecting with him. Well, it wasn't but just a day or two later. I got up and I'm getting ready to, you know, go actually get in the boat and play some. And uh, the Lord dealt with me, wire him that money this morning. I thought, huh? Why? And it was, it was, it about cleaned my account out to do that. Wasn't a good time. I had stuff going on. I had other things coming up and, and he didn't say, is it a good time? And I thought, Lord. Did I misunderstand? I thought you dealt with me that you were dealing with somebody else to do this. He said, I was. But they're not listening. 
And they're not going to do it in time. And he needs it right now. And he's trusting me. And I, I'm going to deal with you because I know you'll do it. And you'll get the blessing they should have got. So do it and I'll bless you. And I did it. About cleaned me out. It was scores of thousands of dollars. And I did it. But I tell you, I was happy all day long. I said I was happy all day. Why? Because the Lord said a lot to me in that phrase. To me, he said to me, I can count on you. I want something done. You're one of the ones I can count on that you'll do what I tell you to do. Amen. Amen. Do you know that's why some people keep getting used over and over and over again. Some of the same people because other folk are not obeying. Other folk are not listening, not doing what they should be doing. You know, when Phyllis and I were first in, in, in Bible school, man, we were believing God for everything. Every tank of gas, every meal, every pair of socks. And we needed some money desperately. We joined hands and prayed and agreed and believed for it to come in. And man, the days went by. And it got to the place where we really, we needed it. Seemed like yesterday. I mean, it was, and, and I came in and Phyllis says, what do you think's going on? Why isn't this money already here? I said, well, I, I don't know all the, the reasons why, but I do know this, God uses people. And anytime you got people involved, you got potential problems. <laughs> right? People don't always obey God when they should and the way they should. I said, but I know this, it's not just based on that, God is faithful. If he has to deal with somebody else, he'll do it. If he has to get a little dog to bring it in a paper sack and sit it on the doorstep, he'll do it. That's not far-fetched. I mean, he used ravens to bring the man of God food, right? And, you, and I said, you know, if he has to deal with somebody that can hear from I mentioned this man's name who was a nationally known minister. I said, even if he has to use him, I don't care who he has to use, he will do it. I tell you what, the Lord's my witness. Just a couple of days later, that man walked into my office my, I about swallowed my teeth with a check in his hand. I barely knew this person. Nationally known minister walked in and said, the Lord dealt with me to give this to you today. I said, th- 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 thank you. <laughs> I was just blown away, if you know what I mean by that. And they left and I still going, uh, 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 whoa. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, what you said about me is true. I will use whoever I have to. I'll do whatever I have to. But I'll not fail you. How many believe that God is faithful? Say it out loud. God is faithful. Give a portion to seven and then go ahead and do what? Round it up. Be generous. Be liberal. Why? Because you don't know what's coming up tomorrow. You don't know what's in the future. You might need some extra. Right? right. So just get in a habit of of sowing extra and giving extra. Amen? Amen. And bless people. You know, the Lord had to deal with me about something. I come from a line of traders. (laughs) My granddad was a trader. My dad is a trader. I'm telling you my granddad could, could, could squeeze somebody and trade until they knew they'd been in trouble. And I, I was taught the art of trading. 
and how that you, you, you negotiate and how that when you can't get them to come in, come down anymore on the price, then you get them to throw something in. And I, you know, when I used to buy a car, Phyllis would just want to stay outside. Because, I mean, it was rodeo time. And I'd come out of there with caps and cups and, and jackets and toolkits. And, and the guy just shaking his head because he sold it for less than he wanted to. But, you know, the Lord corrected me about that. I said, the Lord corrected me about that. Boy, it got quiet when I said, you hear that? <laughs> hmm? And I said, well, now I like a deal. I do too. But love cares about the other fellow. Love cares if the other guy makes a profit. And wisdom and faith wants to sow a good deal, so I reap a good deal. Amen. Love wants to pay you well, because I'm believing to get paid well. Amen. I guess I need to just camp on this a little while. <laughs> it ain't okay for you to beat up a fella. Did you hear me? And he's counting on making some on this deal. This is how he makes his living. This is his income. And you want him to go in the hole? It makes you happy? <laughs> That's just selfish, isn't it? And it is poverty spirit. It's poverty mentality because you think you can't afford to pay the man. Hmm? That's the only way you can do it is by getting, you know, by hurting somebody in the deal. In fact, you know, one, one of the ways the Lord broke me from this? We were doing a deal on a piece of equipment. And, and you know, some th- the enemy was trying to mess with me about it. And uh, some things weren't coming. The money wasn't coming in just like it needed to be. And the Lord dealt with me. He said, here's what you do. You go tell the man, I want to raise the price. <laughs> I said, huh? <laughs> that, that, went against, that went against four generations of more trading. I, I thought, oh. Huh? Raise the price by 15000 Well, now I either do it or I disobey God because I've heard from heaven. I went to the man. I said, you know, we agreed on that price on this particular thing. He said, yeah, yeah, fine, that's good. I'm happy. I said, well, I'm not. I said, I want you to go up on me. He said, huh? I said, I said, I want you to raise the price $15,000. He said, he said, ain't nobody ever told me that. I said, I know it. I said, but that's what we're going to do if that pleases you. He said, great. <laughs> Is that true, Phyllis? Phyllis was there. That's what we did. And it was the whole deal was just blessed. Whole deal was blessed. Now, listen to me. I've also had other deals where somebody said, I want to, I want to sow this to you. I mean, this is X amount of price, but I want to sow you 20% of it. 
I want to give that to you. Well, if I feel like the Lord's really dealing with them, amen, and it's right, then I'd receive that. But I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to ask for a preacher discount. And I'm not going to ask for somebody to give, you know, please, please, could you give me a better deal from the church? That's acting like God's not big enough to take care of us. How many remember what the psalmist said? I've, I've been young and now I'm old and I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. Do we have to beg? Do we have to go in and beg somebody to come down on the price? Huh? No, it's not, it's not the right price only. It's not just the cheapest thing. It's the right one. The right deal. You know, that, there ain't no telling how many people have missed God on a deal over a few dollars. They should have done it. But they had a figure set in their head, and that's the only thing they would do. Not just about money. Whew. Y'all okay? You need to... Do we need to pray? Lay hands on you a little bit? <laughs> You know, you do what you want to. You're going to anyway, but uh, I'm telling you how the Lord dealt with me. Now, that doesn't mean I just pay anybody's price because they said pay it. Right? I'm going to pray about it. doesn't mean I can't counter offer. Right? But I want, I want the other fellow to leave with a good taste in his mouth. And I, I want somebody to make some money on it. Amen? Did you hear me? Some of you are going to have to think about that. I see that right now. You think, well, I don't know about that. Go with me to 2 Corinthians. Well, stop by Luke on your way there. Luke 6. It's on the way. Luke 6. <laughs> oh, brother, help me, Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Master. Glory to God. Boy, I kicked the sacred cow that time. <laughs> Woo. I ain't taking it back. No. I know what the Lord dealt with me to do. Amen. Yeah, negotiate. Yeah, you can offer and counter offer. But, uh, you know, don't beg. And don't think you can't have something because it's not a certain price. You could believe for extra money too. Amen. Right? Yeah. If it's right for you to get it, get it. Amen. Don't miss God over $100. Don't miss God over $1,000. Did you hear me? Yeah. If you're supposed to do it, do it. Amen. If it takes more money, believe for the money. Amen. 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 Luke 6. Are you there? Yes. Luke 6.38. What does it say? How many of the, the scripture says sowing and reaping, not reaping and sowing? Before right. there's going to be any reaping, there's got to be some sowing. some sowing. Give and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Did you hear that last part? If you give, what's going to happen? Who's going to do it? People. Are you believing right now for people to give to you? That was weak. 
I said, well, I'm not a preacher. This ain't a preacher verse. If you get Jesus said, if you give, what will happen? It will be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over people, men. Men will give into your bosom. If people are not giving you things on a regular basis, something's wrong. Either you're not a giver, or you don't believe this, you're not expecting this to happen. We're just having lots of fun tonight, ain't we? <laughs> How many believe what Jesus said? If you give, what happens? How will it come? God's not counterfeiting money up in heaven. He's not raining bills out of the sky. Hmm? What's going to happen? He's going to deal with a person, right, to give to you. It's not just for preachers. This is for believers. This is for givers, right? Everybody said out loud, I'm a giver. And because I do, God is dealing with people to give to me money, favor, things, Deals, God is dealing with people to give to me. Now, see, you got to believe that, and you got to get to expecting that. And it'd help you to say what we just said every day for a while. Get that in your thinking. Get that into your expectation. Amen? God's dealing with people to give to me. That's how you, your harvest is going to come in. It's good. People will look at you and go, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just going to give this to you for a third. Amen. That's not you begging for a deal. It's a different thing. They, they gave this. They, you didn't ask for it. God dealt with them. They give you things. They give you favor. Just look at you and go, you know, forget that. You don't have to pay that. Just skip that. Why would they do that? Not because you're so pretty. Because God dealt with them. Didn't he? Why did he deal with them? Because you're a giver. Right? Have I got any givers in here? Say it again. I'm a giver. And because I give, God is dealing with people to give to me. Money. Favor. Things. Deals. God is dealing with people to give to me. Amen. And see, because of that, then you can give more. Right? You can just keep giving more and bigger and more and bigger. Glory to God. Happens to me all the time. Amen. I'm saying that experientially and I'm saying it by faith. Because there was a time when I was saying it by faith and it wasn't happening experientially. But it's just a common thing. People come up and hand me checks and hand me stuff. I didn't ask them for it. Why? I'm a giver. I go hand other people checks. Now let's get into this. Man, this is so big. Wish I had another three days just talk about this. In sowing. Well, go, go to 2 Corinthians. You need to read this before I, before I start saying this. 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. Y'all believing with me tonight? Help me out now. Expect with me. I don't want to go too long. I don't want to go too short. I want to be just 
Right. Second Corinthians. Ninth chapter. You know it, but let's look at it. He said, this I say, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He which sows sparingly, how does he reap? If you sow on an acre, what do you reap off of? If you sow on 10 acres, what do you reap off of? What if you sow 100 acres? If you sow an acre, do you reap off 100? No, you do not. If you sow bountifully, generously, liberally, how do you reap? That's how it comes back to you. Generously, liberally, amen, bountifully. We just got through reading in Luke 6. I was reading that one day, studying these things. Like I said, during that five-year period, the Lord's showing me something every day, it seemed like, about this. And it said, give, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give into your bosom, for with the same measure you meet with all, that's how it'll be measured back to you. The Lord said to me, he said, if you give in ones, it comes back in ones. If you give in fives, it comes back in fives. If you give in tens, it comes back in tens. Give in hundreds, it comes back in hundreds. If you give in thousands, it comes back in thousands. If you give in hundreds of thousands, it comes back in hundreds of thousands. The same measure you meet, you give in millions, it comes back to you in millions. Now I didn't say you sow, you give a five and it comes back a five. And I know that four fives make a twenty. But it's not going to come back to you in multiplied twenties. It comes back in multiplied fives. When I saw that, I began to get stirred up that we're going to come up to the next increments in our giving. We were sowing in fives and tens. That's where we were. And, and that's, that's great. If that's where you are, that's where you are. Don't be ashamed of where you are. Don't be embarrassed of where you are. But start where you are. And you won't stay where you are. We started giving in fives. And I, I talked to Phyllis about this. And we brought it before the Lord in prayer. And I said, Lord, I see it. I see it. Bring it to me. Give seed to the sower. And I'll bump it up. We'll start sowing in twenties and in fifties. And we did. We, we began to give to certain ministries $25 a month. Boy, it looked big to us. We had to believe God to find that $25. But we told the Lord, all right, Lord, you help us and we'll double it. We'll send them 50 a month. Man, that looked like 50,000 to us. And I tell you what, the Lord's our witness. It didn't take long. Here come the 50. We begin to sow at 50 a month and people begin to come give us $500. That never happened to us before. $700. Well, now we're sowing in 50s. Well, multiplied 50s, see, comes up to these bigger amounts. Then we started sowing 100 at a time. Never forget it. Hundred at a time. Then somebody come give you a check for a thousand. Never happened before. But you could just sit just as soon as you took that next step up and sowed in that larger increment. Then we started sowing a thousand at a time. And somebody would send in a check for fifty thousand. That had never happened before. But we had never given like that before either. Is there a connection? If you sow sparingly, how do you, how do you reap? If you sow in fives and ones and tens, how do you reap? But what if you bump it up to the next increment? 
then it comes back in the measure that you meet and sow it. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Word says. Don't get scared now. Get happy. Do you want to get to the higher increments? Do you want to see the bigger harvest? Well, I'm sorry, but you just, you, you just can't sow in ones and fives and expect to reap in multiplied thousands. Okay? Even a hundredfold off of one is a hundred. Right? And a million times zero is what? Zero. You got to give the Lord something to multiply. And whatever you give him to multiply is what he multiplies. Right? With the same measure you choose to give and flow out, that's how it flows back to you. It's that measure multiplied. Whether it's scant, whether it's small, or whether it's big and liberal and generous. But this checks your faith out. When you start writing big checks, you find out whether you believe this or not. Right? And the stingy soul will want to keep it. Hold on to it. That's my money. I'm keeping that. I might need it. Yeah, you probably will. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Glory. Help us, Lord. (laughs) Not grudgingly, not of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Number one. Sow. You don't sow. Nothing for God to bless. Now let me back up a little bit. Tithing is not sowing. Remember we talked about that? Tithing is not giving. Giving implies it was yours to give. The tenth part of the increase is the Lord's. Tithing is returning that tenth portion to Him and honoring Him with it. Right? But here's the great thing. We read it. When you tithe, your sowing is blessed. Haggai talked about they sowed a lot, but they only reaped a little bit. We read that last night. But what did he say in Malachi? You bring all the tithes into the storehouse, I will open the windows of heaven. That's the blessing. I said that's the blessing coming down on what you're putting your hand to and what you're sowing. It'll be prospered. It'll be blessed. It'll be multiplied. Number one, sow. Sow something. Start where you are. If it's a dime, if it's a quarter, start where you are. Sow something above the tithe. Number two, sow liberally. Sow generously. And you'll reap that way. The larger increments you start sowing in, it'll start coming back to you on a larger level. I've, you know, I'm telling you what I think. I've seen it in the Word. I've seen it in my life. You were here Sunday night, weren't you? 100000 at one pop. Huh? We started with $5. And we kept sowing in bigger amounts, bigger amounts. And you watch it. You watch it. Just hide and watch if you don't believe it. We're going to sow a one-time 250000 Amen. It's going to come in. We'll just keep stepping up. But here's number three. Sow in every area... That you want to reap. So, so liberally, but so in every area that you want to reap. 
The law of Genesis, without going into all of it, anybody remember? He said, let the earth come forth with every sort of grass and seed, and the seeds will produce after their own kind. That's the law of Genesis, right? Bean seeds produce what? Never corn. Always beans. Right? Apple seed will make a what? Every time. Never an orange. It's that way spiritually. Everything produces after its own kind. If you are deficient in an area, you need to sow in that area. If you read Luke 6 back up a little bit, he talked about forgiving. He talked about loving. He talked about not holding a grudge. And that's all sowing too. If you're lacking in any area of your life, you need to check up on your sowing. Have I been sowing in that area? People say, people say, well, I, nobody will be a friend to me. Are you a friend to other people? Everybody's so hard with me and they won't give me a, a, another chance. Have you been hard with other people? Did you hear me? People won't stay with me. They're not loyal. They won't stay. Have you been loyal? You see what I'm talking about? Every area that you want to reap. Well, what if you give clothes? You'll reap clothes. What if you give money? What if you give payoffs? Help somebody pay something off. Then what will happen? Somebody will help you pay something off. What did Galatians say? Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows. What's the next word? That. Shall he also reap? What? What's that? Whatever you sow. You sow meanness, you'll reap some meanness. You sow hard-headedness and stubbornness and being ill and fussing and fighting, you'll reap a harvest of fussing. You sow junk, you'll get a harvest of junk. You sow good things, you'll reap that. I, I never forget some years ago, Phyllis came in one day, we were just getting a hold of some of these things. And she said, I need some clothes. And so I'm going to give some clothes. I'm going to sew clothes. I said, well, help yourself. Man, she got in the closet, began to flinging and throwing stuff. Next thing I knew, I mean, she about cleaned that place out. Two-thirds of her stuff was gone. And, and somebody said to me, oh, Brother Keith, uh-oh, you're going to have to go and replace all them clothes. I said, I'm not her source. I'm not her source. I mean, I can give her something if I want to, but God can dress her a lot better than I can. Hmm? She did. She gave those clothes. And it wasn't, but how long? A few months? month or two? She's, at her, she's working in a doctor's office. And here comes in these ladies. And they said, you know, we don't want to insult you, but we have some clothes. And we wondered if you could wear some of them. Well, you don't know what people are talking about. But she said, yeah, let's look at them. They brought them in and they were brand new. Still had the tags on them. Expensive from exclusive thousands of dollars worth of clothes. And they were just her size. And she liked them. Well, she's been stuck ever since then. She knows how to do it, man. I mean, she just gives clothes and reaps clothes and the 
clothes. I mean, just the last few months. How much clothes have you had come in? That's right. I mean, it was before we came up here, didn't you? Yeah, she had another closet cleaning. And I don't, I'm not talking about giving rags now. Take your rags to the junkyard. Hmm? There was somebody a while back there, you know, I served under Brother Hagin's ministry for 20 years. And he said when he was uh, one of his first pastorates, somebody come by the parsonage one time, and they said, you know, we had some dishes and some stuff, and we were on our way to the junk pile with them, and we thought, well, no, the preacher could probably use these. So we just brought them to you. (laughs) He said he took them out in the woods and just threw them at a tree. <laughs> and just bro- just broke every because they had big chips in them and big. Cr- well, they were taking to throw them away. You know they did that to the Lord. You know Jesus took that personally. He said, "In as much as you did it or didn't do it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it or you didn't do it to me." It's pitiful. Not just preachers, anybody. Don't give people wore out junk. Did you hear me? You're trying to bless them. I was going to throw it away and I thought about you. (laughs) Now that really blesses you, don't it? I mean, yeah, I was hauling this off to the junkyard and I, you came to mind. I thought about you. Well, thanks a lot. Thought about me in the junk pile. Give your best. Now, I know sometimes something is used. I mean, you know, I'd take a good six-month-old car. (laughs) I mean, what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it has to always be brand new, but it needs to be nice. It needs to be something that you'd be happy to use yourself. Amen. Don't you so junk, you so garbage, and that's what'll come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over is garbage in your life. Because that's what you gave, and that's <laughs> that's what's coming back to you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what was I talking about before I before I got into all that? Sow in every area that you want to reap. If you sow clothes, what happens? Comes back clothes. I was down, this must have been 1980. Was it, I was down in Guatemala. You know what I'm talking about? About 86, I think it was. We were down in Guatemala. And we, I was with a team there. We built a church there. Literally, physically, out of, you know, wood and everything and and we had a tent meeting. People got saved. And uh, one of the prominent, well, prom- you know, a lot of the folk were pretty poor. But one of the more well-to-do, which you wouldn't have called well-to-do, invited us to their home. And we were sitting there eating. They had prepared a meal. Not everything was tasty to me. <laughs> but they were endeavoring to honor us. And we smiled and we thanked them for it. We didn't speak the language. But uh, I had a watch that was uh, maybe a $300 watch somebody had given me. And uh, the fellow saw it, and he liked it. 
He didn't make a deal about it. He just thought it was real nice. Told me so. And the Lord dealt with me to give him that watch. We're sitting at the table. And he's just saying, boy, that's nice. He wasn't, now, he wasn't dropping hints. He wasn't pulling on You know, sometimes people do that, and they're trying to pull on it. That ain't faith. And it's not right. If you think God might be dealing with somebody to give you something, be sure you say nothing about it. Did you hear me? Don't muddy the waters. And uh, so I, I, the Lord just dealt with me right there at the table. I just pulled it off. And I said, brother, I said, here, I want you to have this. And, of course, I had to use an interpreter. And he told him. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said, no, no. you know, and he, and he spoke to me in Spanish. And I said, please, accept it. Well, he finally did. Man, he was happy. He beamed like a light bulb. Boy, he, he walked around with that watch like that, man. He, he, yeah, he, he was happy about that. This watch, it, this watch looked like a gold watch, but it wasn't. You know what I'm talking about? It, it wasn't a real gold watch. And I sold that. Now, let me ask you, when you sew watches, what happens? Huh? You sew watches, you give what you plant tomatoes, you get tomatoes. You, you give plant clothes, you sow clothes, you get clothes. How long ago? It, it was another three or four years. I was here in the States. Sitting at a table, having a meal, and the fellow had a gold one on, real gold. He looked at me. He said, "The Lord told me to give you this watch." I mean, almost identical situation. We're sitting at a meal, just like that. I said, "He did." He said, "I know he did." Here, please take it. And he took it off, put it on my arm, real gold. Amen. You saw a bean. You don't get a bean. You get beans, uh. <laughs> right? You, you get multiplied. Right? What you sowed. Well, that wasn't the end of it. A few years later, the Lord dealt with me. There was a man who's one of my teachers in high school. And some of this was during some of the desegregation and the busing. And, and there was a lot of tension between black and white. I mean, in the South, deep South. And this, was, this man's a black man. And he put up with a lot of junk. And he dealt with it graciously. And he was kind to me. And he helped me in some, in some ways. Helped me with speaking. We did some public speaking stuff. Some things that helped me today. I didn't know it then, but I was getting trained for the ministry. Amen. And... Uh, the Lord dealt with me years after that. He said, when you go in home for Christmas, you look him up. You find him. And you go over and you, and you talk to him and you bless him. You tell him that you appreciate him and you give him something and you honor him. So we talked about honoring God, right? One way you honor God is honoring your elders. Right. Well, we had to make a bunch of calls, but I found him. He was retired. I said, could I come see you? He said, please, please come see me. So we came. I sat down. We sat down on his porch. We looked at his cows and we talked about the weather and we talked about this for, for a while. How many, how many know sometimes you don't just need to run in and say hi? You need to come in, sit down, relax, take some time. And we got ready to go. I had on a watch. It was like, uh, I don't know, five or $600 watch. Somebody had given that one to me too. And uh, the Lord dealt with me, put that watch on his arm. 
and hug him and tell him you love him and tell him thanks for, for ministering to you. I took it off and I put it on his arm. He said, what are you doing? What are you? I said, I want you to have this watch. He said, that's an expensive watch. I said, it's not that expensive, but I want you to have it, please. He said, oh, I don't need it. I said, it ain't about need. Please take it. And he took it. And we cried and we hugged. Amen. Amen. How many know there are tangible ways to show honor? Tangible. That's one of the reasons why the Lord wants us blessed. So we can use money and use things to love people with. And to honor people with. Can you say amen? Amen. I'll tell you, we just got blessed over that little watch. Wasn't just the watch, was it? But I tell you what, here about it, it was, uh, it had a stainless band and a blue face. It kind of looked like a pretty nice chronograph, but you know, those things cost thousands of dollars. A really nice one. And I like them. (laughs) And uh, I gave him that one just a year ago. I was with some people, and a fellow said, he said, the Lord dealt with me to do something for you. I said, what? He said, this certain kind of watch, do you like them? I said, do I like them? He said, I'm sending you one. A week later, this came in the mail. This is a watch. I said, this is a watch. Is it cheap? No, it ain't cheap. But I paid less for it than other folk did their Timex. People say, well, you look at that preacher. Ain't no telling how much that watch costs. I tell you, it costs thousands. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, it costs thousands of dollars. And look at him. He's wearing that watch. He could sell that and give that to the mission field. You could sell your Timex and send it to the mission field. (laughs) Why don't you? Besides that, you don't know how much I give to the gospel work. Huh? You're judging me. Well, it ain't right. He probably got up and took up a big offering and took up widow women's uh, social security checks and went out and bought that big one. I didn't pay a dime for that watch. But I am not ashamed to wear it. The Lord gave me. uh, The Lord. I said the Lord gave me this watch I gave other people watches and over the years they've just gotten better and better and better and better amen give and it'll be given good measure pressed down shaken together running over how's it going to come men God will deal with people they might not even know you hardly and they'll find you and they'll put checks in your hands And they'll do things for you because you sowed and because you expected and because you believed. Go to Matthew 7, please. Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I'm a believer. I'm a giver. I'm a generous sower. Hallelujah. Matthew 7. Matthew 7, are you there? Some years ago I was reading this and man it just came off the page to me. I saw some things I had never seen before and it changed the way I operated. And I began to put it into practice and it happened immediately. And it's been happening ever since. Matthew 7 verse 12. 7, 12, Matthew. 
Jesus said, Therefore, all things, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, pray and ask God to do it for you. Huh? And make confessions that it's going to happen. You know, some so-called faith people, that's all they know how to do is confess that it's going to happen. But if there ain't no sowing, there ain't going to be no reaping. It's true in the natural. It's true in the spiritual. Uh, How many things? All things, whatever you would, that people should do for you, what should you do? You should do that for them. Right? Read it again. All things, whatever you would that men should do to you, what do you do? Do you even sow to them? This is the law and the prophets. Would you like for somebody tonight come up and hand you a hundred dollar bill? And say, brother, be blessed. Would you like that? Yes. Tell me, who, who would like that? Would you like that? That's not everybody's hand. Something's wrong with you if you don't like that. <laughs> People say, well, now, Brother Keith, I like to give. But I don't, you know, it bothers me to receive like that. I don't like receiving. Then you got worse problems than you know. How's Luke 6.38 going to come to pass in your life? You won't receive from people. Hmm? That's how God's going to get it to you. It's going to come through people that he's dealing with. If you would like for somebody to come up to you tonight and hand you a $100 bill, then according to this verse, what should you do? Hmm? I said, well, I don't have a $100 bill. That's why you sow seed. To get to the $100 bill, you sow where you are, even if it's a dollar. Right? Don't be ashamed to start where you are. I never forget. The Lord dealt with me uh, about a young minister some years ago. He said, go go to him and sow him your $5. That's all I had in my pocket, $5. And and I didn't want to do that because it was small and you know, I thought, $5, and, and, and the Lord kept dealing with me. I thought, okay, 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 I'll do it. So I went after the service, and, and he was through preaching, and I said, Brother, I said, I want to give this to you, and I know it ain't much, but uh, here, you know, here it is. He looked at me. The Holy Ghost fell on us. <laughs> we began to cry, happy cry, and get blessed. Boy, talk about a $5 blessing. Oh, glory to God. It wasn't about the $5. It was about God wanting to show honor and love. And and even though it was just a small token, he could see it in my eyes. I believed in him. I thought he had a call on his life. thought that God was using him. He could see that God loved him. Right? It's about obeying. I know a woman one time came up to me and she said she had a $2 bill and some change. She was dressed really nice. She said, I have argued with the Lord all night about this $2.37. She said, I was so embarrassed to come give this to you, but it's all I had. And here it is. I said, well, thank you. I receive it. I believe with you for a quick return. 
Before she could get out the back door, somebody handed her $200. I have seen that kind of thing again and again. And I can't, I know how many times I've seen that kind of thing. All things, whatever you would, somebody should do for you. What do you do? Would you like for somebody to come and say, you know, I want to buy you a new suit of clothes. Would you like that? Huh? Would you like for that to happen for you? Then what, according to what Jesus said, what should you do? See, you got to get more interested in sowing than in receiving. You got to get more interested in giving than in just getting what you want. You got to get seed in the ground. Someone said, well, I, I can't afford to buy them a suit. If I could afford that, I could buy me one. You are missing the whole deal. If you think like that. Well, no, maybe you couldn't, but you could buy them a pair of socks. Hmm? Buy them a pocketbook. You need to, if you want to reap in that area, you got to get some seed in the ground in that area. Are you with me? Would you like for somebody to come up and say, you know, the Lord dealt with me. I'm going to make your car payment this month. Would you like that? Then what should you do? Got to get to thinking about helping. I can't make it. You could give them $5 on their car payment. Right? You could give them a 10. You could give them a 20 on it. You could do something. You need to get seed in the ground in that area. When I saw this, I got excited. We had just bought a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And it got a good deal on it. But still owed 15 something thousand dollars. 15 one. And I got a hold of this. And I thought, I would like for somebody to come and hand me a check to pay this off. I would like to pay this car off. So what should I do? I should get to thinking about helping somebody else pay theirs off. What if the whole church was doing this? I said, uh, Lord, show me. Now, did you get this? Don't just run out and grab somebody. Off the top of your head, you need to hear from the Lord. Right? Do you know you can waste seed? You know you can miss God? Giving to the wrong thing in the wrong time? I begin to pray. I said, Lord, show me where to sow some seed for paying off a car. Show me. I didn't see it the first week or the second week. But about the end of a month, this certain minister kept coming to my mind. I don't mean I heard a voice or saw anything, but he just kept coming to my mind. And and I I thought, "Mm -hmm, I'm going to think about that. Another month passed. Somebody say another month. And finally, I got it strong enough in my spirit. Yep, yeah, God's dealing with me about that man. I went to his place. I went to his office. I came in, sat down. We talked about this and that. And, uh, and then I finally said, I said, brother, I said, that car out front there. I said, is that your car? He said, yeah. I said, I know it's none of my business. But do you owe money on that car? He said, yeah. I said, I know it's absolutely none of my business. But how much do you owe on that car? He said $3,300. I breathed a sigh of relief. Because <laughs> the Lord had already dealt with me to pay it off if it had been 20000 <laughs> Thank the Lord. He knows where we're at. I said, well, I said, brother, I said, the Lord has dealt with me to pay that off. I said, no, I don't have it. I said, but I'm going to believe for it. I said, how much is your payment? He said, it's a little over $300 a month. I said, the Lord's going to help me. I'm going to send you at least that 
every month. And we're going to pay this. I said, give me at least a year to pay it off. He said, really? I said, yeah. And he was happy. I left. And uh, it, man, you know, it took us all the faith we had to believe that extra $300 in a a month. I mean, you wonder where it's going to come from. And here comes some more from an unexpected channel. And we sent that to him every month, every month. And in how many months? Ten months we had that paid for. Now you find out if you believe this stuff or not when you start writing checks every month. Right? It was paid for. He was happy. I was happy. And just about a month later, I'm coming out from preaching. I'm coming across the parking lot. And this person that knew me, they hardly said, hey, hey, Brother Keith, wait up, wait up. Uh, I said, what? They said, the Lord's been dealing with me to give you something. I said, yeah. They said, I don't know what you need it for, but I know you need it here. And they stuck a, a check in my hands. It was 15000 and and some change. $500. We went over to the bank. Said, we're going to pay this thing off. We wrote them a check. Drove that truck. It was only a year old. Brought it brand new. Drove it out of the parking lot. Man, it drove better. It just take off quicker to, without that debt hanging behind. Somebody said, I wish that happened for me. It don't come by wishing. All things, whatever that you would like for somebody to do for you, do what? Do it for them. Amen? And it'll come back to you. Go to Galatians, and I'm going to close. Thanks for paying attention. Thanks for being, being hooked. Glory to God. Galatians 6, are you there? Go ahead, take your time, get there. Galatians 6. How many believe in sowing and reaping? Sow, just sow. Sow liberally. Sow in good ground. Not all ground is good ground. Hmm? Sow in every area that you want to reap. And, And also this, sow in the way you want to reap. Remember the proverb said, uh, Don't withhold good from them to whom it is due when it's in the power of your hand to do it. Don't say, go go and come back again and I'll do it for you later. Do it then. When you're standing and believing for something and you need it, when do you want somebody to obey? How do you want them to obey? Right now. So when God deals with you, just have it in mind. How do I want it to come back to me? Do I want to drag my feet for weeks and months and mess with this thing? Well, that's how it's going to come back to you. People dragging their feet. No, when God deals with you, act promptly. Amen. Amen. A lot of times, you know, I'll pick up the phone and I'll say, let's do this right now. I'll pick up, call people, say, hey, you know, as soon as you don't just do it off the top of your head, but as soon as you get settled and clear that you're supposed to do it, then don't put it off. If the Lord deals with me to give something away, you know, I don't just do it haphazardly, but when I get clear and I know that I'm supposed to do it, then as far as I'm concerned, it's not mine anymore. Right? Right? Right. I need to get it to the owner. Is that right? Right. Galatians. So in the manner, so in the way that you want to reap, so promptly, so graciously, so willingly. In... uh, 
Galatians, the sixth chapter. Galatians 6. You know it, but let's look at it. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. How many believe we ought to act on these scriptures? I'm excited. I said, I'm excited because I know in the congregation there's going to be giving. There's going to be sowing. It's going to be flowing back and forth. There's going to be people that's going to give refrigerators and and washers and, and cars and money and clothes and watches. Amen. And all kinds of things. And then harvest is going to come. Harvest is going to come. Amen. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. And God's going to bring you up, up, up. Until you're increasing more and more. You and all your children. Until you're eating the good of the land. Until people look at you and go, How do you have such stuff on the salary you make? Where'd you get all that stuff? How much did you pay for that? You say, Nothing. God gave it to me. Amen. And he gets the glory. And he gets the praise. Anybody ever sowed in here before? You ever given? You ever? Do you have a harvest coming? Yes. yes, you have a harvest coming. Stand up on your feet and say it out loud. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And because I do, God's dealing with people to give to me. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together, together. running over, people, People. men, Men. women, Women. are all the time time. giving to me, me. all the time, time. giving to me, me. because I'm a giver. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Begin to thank. Just take a minute now. Thank the Lord. Praise Him. Don't be in too big of a rush. Let's praise Him and bless Him a little bit. Lord, you're such a good God. You've done so many good things for us. You've just brought us up, brought us up, brought us up. And you've blessed us to make us a blessing. Come on, praise Him a little bit. Give Him some praise. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Lord, you're bringing us up to a higher place. Lord, you're delivering us from stinginess, tightness, poverty-minded. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray this out loud. Lord, reveal to me anything that is stingy, anything that is tight, narrowness, poverty mentality. Reveal it to me. I will resist it. Help me to get it out of myself. Out of my thinking, out of my believing, out of my talking, 
teach me what it is to be a liberal soul. Show me how to be generous, how to be gracious, how to give bountifully, plentifully, liberally. Help me to be a liberal soul in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. It's working. It's working. The Lord said, you know, uh, the, the Spirit through John said, I, w- I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health. How? Even as your soul prosper. That's what's going on on the inside of you. You just get liberal and you get free. Amen. And you'll turn things loose. It don't bother you. You know, there's a lot more where that came from. They make new ones every day. And the new ones are improved. What if I couldn't have turned that little watch loose down in Guatemala? Wouldn't have been wearing this one today, would I? God wouldn't have dealt with somebody to sew these kind of things. If you're free to let it flow out, then it'll be free flowing in. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to get excited about this because it's going to change your life. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.